Hello, friends. My name is Brittany, and this is the Capture the Chaos podcast. Right now, your photography business probably looks like confetti on the floor after a workday session. A bit of a mess. In this podcast, we talk about how you can be more productive and organize your business in order to have success without burnout. We focus on growing your business in the most sustainable way so you can focus on the parts of your life that matter most. I'm here with an incredibly special guest right now. Her name is Allie, and she's my bestie for the resty. So, Allie, tell us about yourself. Hi. I'm excited to be here with you, actually. This is super exciting and fun, and I'm glad that we finally get to do something like this together. So I work for a financial services firm. So you introduced yourself as Allison, but I call you Allie, (laughs) and I will. I'm not going to change that for today. So you are Allie, but you can call her Allison if you want to in your heads. Um, We've known each other since we were, what, 15, 15 years old? Yeah, High school years old. It's been <laughs> it's been a minute. <laughs> I don't so want you- to say how long we've known each other because <laughs> <laughs> let's not talk about that. All right, we've seen we've seen the highs, we've seen the lows, we've been through every phase of life together since you know we were fifteen years old. You went away to college, and I stayed, and I went and visited you, and we had some shenanigans. Brittany and I met in Texas. I grew up in Texas. Um, and I've been in New York for about 12 years now. And so I've, my career's like really evolved. I've like started in consulting. I now have um, a job in financial services and work-life balance is a really big part of that for me and my team. And, and so it's like the perfect topic for us to talk about today. So, you know, I have a lot of passion for work-life balance. And while you're not necessarily a photographer, I mean, you're not necessarily, you are not a photographer, but you have like a lot of, you do all my photography. (laughs) You see, I got engaged up in New York and she took photos for me, but she, I didn't know what was about to happen. She took my camera from me and tried to take pictures. And if you've ever used a DSLR camera on manual and you don't know how to do it, it's not easy. Actually, I mean, I got one really great picture um, me covering my face like this and it was, it's just like the most precious thing but um, it was really it is really funny I am the photographer of this I group. was so nervous when you guys got engaged that like the <laughs> stroller was in the way that I think I actually interrupted Jimmy when he got down and when me was like no stop like the frame <laughs> isn't right I was like oh my god I just ruined my best friend's engagement great <laughs> I remember nothing. I remember nothing that he said. I remember nothing that happened except for some rando in the background clapping for us and saying, Good, congratulations. That's all I remember. Like, Jimmy, I had no idea what you said. Um, so I think we have established that I am the photographer and you are my model. Okay. <laughs> I'm moving on there. Okay. So we've seen the highs. We've seen the lows. We've been a part of everyone's life. And while you're not a photographer, you do work in New York City the corporate world. And so you, I'd say like, as far as like, from my point of view, as far as like the corporate world goes, I feel like that's like the most fast paced, most like, just like eat your time kind of job. Would you agree with me? Or do you think I'm crazy? (laughs) No, No, it, it is very fast paced. And I think like, it's, it doesn't have to be right. Like there's a lot of like corporate is a very broad term and there's like mm-hmm. so many different types of roles, so many different like industries, so many different like corporate cultures. I think the company I work for actually has a really good culture, like holistically. I think um, it's one that like really cares about its people. It's one that makes sure like we all have each other's back and, you know, success is like really like the success of the team, like not the individual I would say that you're just, you've always been kind of fast paced too. Like that's kind of like a natural thing that you would go into a fast paced environment like that. So can you tell us a little bit about like, how has that affected you? Like, I know that they're supportive, but you're leading us to believe that maybe you didn't always have a work-life balance and maybe some things were starting to crumble. 
Yeah, so it, it's been a journey, right? So I've been working for this company for a really long time now, about 10 years. And I would say like it, there have been roles that I've had where it's been like very easy and like a really like strong, like work-life balance, a lot of flexibility, like being able to work from home. And I think as my career has evolved and I've like moved up the ladder, um, there have been moments where like you have to adjust. I feel like when I became like a, a leader of like other people and I had like a team underneath me, like that was really new for me. <laughs> and I didn't, um, I, I didn't necessarily have like the right boundaries in place for myself of like, how do I deal with not only managing a team and continuing to do like a good job, like with my own work, but also there's like this other expectation of being able to manage like your leader and your stakeholders and like all these people around you. And so I think that wasn't something that I really anticipated is like, you're not just responsible for your team, but you're responsible for like all of the people around you. Um, and so I think it, it did take me a while to learn like how to figure that out. And then I, I figured it out and like, I'm better on the other side for it. Um, but there have been times, especially during COVID, like COVID was really hard where, you know, you're working virtually, like you're working around the clock. Like there's, you have no idea what's going on in the world. And I think that was a moment for me where it was just really hard. Um, and I, I had no balance, like there was no balance whatsoever. Um, I and now, now I've regained that. I remember, I remember you going through that and you're just like really stressed out and how did that affect you like personally? Oh, wait, wait. So you are married. Yeah. Y'all have been married for a while, <laughs> for a million years. It's not really that long. Back. My sister's <laughs> anniversary was yesterday, actually. Uh, we have been oh. married four, which makes me feel like really junior to her 10 years. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, I, I, I always lose count. I feel like you guys have been married forever. Um, okay. So you're married and you are living in New York now and you have Jasper, your little Pomeranian floof ball. Yep. So you're a, you're a pup bomb. Um, okay. So how did losing balance in your career with your life affect you personally? Uh, it was hard. Um, it was really hard. So it, it, we had a lot going on at that time. My husband had some like medical issues going on. I was like working around the clock. I think it got to a point where it was like unsustainable for me. And I couldn't, I couldn't manage like my, my personal life, like my mental health, my mental well being, and then also manage like everything that was required for me at work. And so like, I, I hit a point where I had to like step away for a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that was the right thing to do. It was a really hard decision to make, but I like had a really supportive set of people behind me um, that were really building me up. And like my leader was really supportive. Um, and so I had to like take a couple of months off and then I came back and I was like very nervous to come back, um, but I did. And it was like fine. And it was like, nothing ever happened. Um, and nobody ever like asked me about it. And it was, we just like picked up where we left off. And so I think through that, um, I was able to like develop the right like skills that I needed to to be able to understand that like burnout is real and you can't just like keep like going and going and going with like no end in sight and no checks like it would you know there were times where like I wouldn't be able to like take a step outside or like get up from my computer I'd feel really bad of like oh I missed that message and like I need to respond now and like there's just like this urgency and this instantaneous that's like expected from you I think sometimes or like even if it's not expected you think it is like it's in mm -hmm. your head um and so I think 
um, like breaking some of those myths and like being able to, to free myself of that obligation helped a lot. That's a really good point is that you think, you think that this is expected of you, but really it's just like a, it's something that you're putting on yourself. Like you have to respond to that email right now. Do you, do you have to right now? Like, can you wait until 9am to respond to the email? Maybe, probably. So let's say someone is starting to spiral, right? Like they're starting to go down this like imbalance of their life and they're spending too much time in their business or in their career, whatever they're doing. Do you think that there are like warning signs? Like, Hey, if you start seeing this, you know, you're getting there. You're getting to that point where you need to stop. Yeah. Um, I think like if you're thinking about it, like every second of the day, like you're, you're in bed at night and you're trying to fall asleep and like, you can't because you're thinking about I don't know, like an email you left unread or somebody that you didn't text back or like your social media account or whatever it might be that like you're managing in your day. And that's happening consistently, like all the time. And you're not able to be like present and and turn off and like shut down and like disconnect and enjoy yourself. Like that's like a really big red flag. I think just like purely like the number of hours that you're on. Um, and I know like I've, like most of the people that we're talking to today have like a very different like work style than I do. Right. It's not like a nine to five and like you create your own hours. But I think if like you're creating your own hours and your hours are like seven to 12 or seven to 10, (laughs) um, that's probably like another like red flag. Like you need like some time for yourself. And then I think just being able to like have moments throughout the day to like recharge and whatever that looks like for you, whether it's like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, like if you're just like going from the next thing to the next thing to the next thing, and there's like no mental disconnect for you, like that's really hard. Like I know you, you were like saying like, oh, I just came from a workshop. Like I'm really like tired. Like, you know, like, did you have like your five to 10 minutes to like take a step away before like jumping right on? Like I, I didn't. I I stacked my day up, but I only have three hours straight of work and then I'm done. I'm like shut off for the day. I'm going to take a nap. So that's my balance. It's like, okay, I'm going to get it all done. Then I'm, I'm taking it. The bed, like, yeah, that's good. Oh yeah. It's right back there. Like I'm ready for that. Like my heating blankets on it. I'm ready to go. So that's kind of like how I balance my life. I was like, you know what? I work in naps because I love naps. You know, I love, <laughs> you know, every time I visit you, I'm like, I need my nap now. And you're like, okay. You it's never did any individual I've ever known in my life. <laughs> I love you. It's my thing. Like I just can't. I just like them. I just like naps. I can't do it. I like try. Like I'll try to lay down, and then I'm just sitting there. Like cool, cool, cool. Let's turn on a show. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's the way I shut my brain off and like just like okay, I need to disconnect from everything. So that's kind of that's how I do it is through a nap. Or I if I'm emotional, I nap. If I'm angry, I nap. If I'm like any kind of like high emotion, I'm like, well, I'm tired. I need to go take a nap now. So that's just how my body processes. Okay. (laughs) So what are some things that when you went back to work and you're like, I have to make sure I maintain some sense of work-life balance, what are things that you did to make sure you didn't get unbalanced? (laughs) Yeah things that I did. So I, when I came back, I actually had like a different schedule. So like I created like a flexible schedule for myself that wasn't like the, the nine to five. And like, we started with like nine to three and I like worked my, my way up back into it so that I could like adjust and and find my own way. I made sure that I had like time blocks on my calendar. So like time for myself. I know you're a time block queen. So you're like loving you're like, thanks for the plan. Um, she did not plant that. That's a real I thing. Didn't. 
time blocks work for all of us. So I, I block my time like from nine to 10 and I still do this. Like I block my time every day from nine to 10 and from 12 to one and four to five, because I can't be like signing on my day and then just immediately bombarded with like a bunch of other people telling me what they need. Like I need to get myself set up for the day. And I also like sometimes just like need to go for a walk in the morning or like have a cup of coffee or I, I just need more sleep that morning and I'm not starting until 930. Like that time is like my time, commuting time, whatever for me to just get, get set up in the way that I need to. And then same thing for like the lunch break in the middle of the day. Like <laughs> I'm not a very good, I am not the cook in my home. So I'm not <laughs> the person that is like, I'm going to have this for lunch today. Like most of the time my husband is like, maybe we should have like this or he'll bring me some yogurt. Like I'm not the best at like taking a break for lunch, but that's okay. Like I know that about myself and that's okay. So even if I'm not like stepping out for lunch, like I'm using that time to get caught up on the things that are like giving me anxiety in my head of like, I've got these 30 things that are just like lingering. Like, let me, let me take this time block and like bang it out. And then it's like done. And so that by the time I get to like 5 PM, I actually am, am feeling good about like the work that I've accomplished for the day. I was productive. I can like shut my computer down and and take a step away. So that was a really big one. And then I think just also like a lot of it is mental, right? Like a lot of it is just, um, we put these really like hard, like pressure on ourselves, I think, to just be like the best that we can for everybody in our lives, like everybody, like whether it's like your, your client, your friend, your family, your, your kids, like whatever it might be. I have a career coach and she's been amazing. And like one of the things that she says to me is like, you're a recovering perfectionist, <laughs> which is like, <laughs> true. I don't know like how, how far along I am in that recovery journey, honestly. But she, one of the things was like making sure that like, you're, you're not trying to be like perfect for everybody all the time. And so like setting expectations with the people around you and like, again, not feeling that pressure to like respond right away, prioritizing, like what is like, urgent versus important what can you do now versus do later or not do it all or delegate to somebody else because you don't need to be the person that's doing that so that was another really big one you know you brought up a good point you brought two good points i mean you got a lot of good points but two that stuck out to me one you know you said you're recovering perfectionist and so you don't have to respond to that email right now like even though okay someone might get upset with you probably they're probably not going to get upset with you but if you don't respond to their email like in three minutes that's and they can't control their action that's on them that's not on you like you're still doing your job you're doing what you need to do like you can only control your own actions and your action is to respond to that email in a timely matter not necessarily in immediately when you get it but like when you have time to like mentally focus on it and if they react poorly that's on them that's not on you so letting go of that expectation there. And then also, I love that you create these buffers in your day. So like, you don't just log on to work and start getting bombarded, like you said, by all these things that other people need you to do. You're like, okay, I'm going to, you know, drink my coffee or, you know, check my emails or maybe not, you don't check your emails. I don't know, but maybe that that's part of the bombarding. I don't know. <laughs> but you do things that you need to do in that time. And then you don't end the day up until like five, maybe you don't end the day up until five o'clock, making sure you're doing everything for other people, but like getting the stuff done that you need to do. And I can kind of relate that to, you know, parenthood and business life is that if I cannot wake up and immediately start being expected to do things for other people, like I need to take a few minutes to 
adjust. I'm not a morning person, so I'm not going to wake up an hour before my kids. Absolutely not. Cause I'm not getting up in the fives. Okay. Like the six is bad enough. <laughs> so feed her. She goes, Hey, why are you better? Get <laughs> <laughs> Look, I need to eat and I need naps. Okay. <laughs> like do not talk to me until those two things are done. Um, <laughs> food is energy and naps are energy. And yeah. So I like to make sure that every morning, even though, you know, I set myself over the morning up the night before, and then that way I can wake up do the bare minimum. I said, that sounds terrible. Do the bare minimum for my kids, like give them lunch, give them breakfast, get them ready. Then while they're doing the things that they need to do, I can sit down and I can have my coffee and have like my, my me time. You know what I mean? So it's really important to not make sure you're not being bombarded by other people's needs as soon as you wake up or as soon as you start something. Cause it's, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. So totally. that's one thing you said that I like caught my ear. Like you said, like, it sounds terrible. But I'm like doing the bare minimum, like for my kids in the morning. I don't think that sounds terrible. And I think that's like a perfect example of like putting this like pressure on ourselves in our lives and whatever it might be. Like sometimes like you, that is like what you can do for that day. Like there's like this concept of like minimum viable days. And it's like, you're not going to be able to create like the the best version of, you know, your presentation or maybe like your editing, like is on point or like, you're not able to like create like the perfect snacks for your kids that day. And that's okay. Right. Like sometimes like there's a minimum viable day of like, I am feeling like crap. All I can do is like wake up and I am just going to get through the day and I am going to make sure everybody is satisfied everyone is going to have days like that. And like, that is hundred percent. Okay. Like you can't be expected to be like on it every day. Like everybody has good and bad days. And so like that pressure off yourself doesn't sound terrible at all. Like you're doing what you need to do and your kids are like still fine. <laughs> it's funny. I hear it when other people say, it. I'm like, that doesn't sound terrible. Don't apologize for that. But I do it to myself too. I'm like, Oh, that sounds terrible. Like I had a friend who was like, Oh, my baby's sick and asleep in the bed. And I, I want to drink my coffee in peace. So I'm going to leave the room. So I don't wake him up. I'm like, there's nothing terrible about that. Like, that's a great idea. Don't wake your baby up. <laughs> it's a perfect idea. Um, was there anything else that you changed that made this balance better for you? I think for myself, like the concept of like the minimum viable day, like really helped me for sure. Um, And just taking like some of that pressure off and also knowing that like not, not every day has to look the same. Or even if like I have those time blocks or the things that like we talked about, if I like fail at that one day and like something like really important, like comes up and like, maybe I do need to start responding to somebody at 9am, like that's okay. And so like giving myself permission, I think to be flexible with that was really big. And then it's funny because like, as, as I got back to like feeling really good and like feeling optimized and like having the right amount of energy and like, I don't have burnout anymore and I don't have, you know, there's like stressful days. Of course, like there's always going to be stressful days, but like, I, I feel like night and day better, but I saw something like over time, like where my team, like they felt the same level of like stress and anxiety and like pressure and things like that, that like I did because we have like a very similar function. And so that we, we do these like surveys every year that kind of measure like how people are feeling. And that was like something that came out, like work-life balance, like came out where it's like, oh, it's not just me. Like it, there's other people here that feel similarly. And so that was something that like as a leader was really important to me to fix because I had been through it myself. And so I wanted to like stand up a focus area for us to be able to get through that. And so we created um, like a colleague engagement pillar around work-life balance and had dedicated focus towards it. And like, there were four components that we looked at. It was time management. It was like external, like sparks of creativity and resources and things to embed positive thinking. 
distilling like focus in your day. But those are the things that like the, the team actually came together and got to like brainstorm like their own ways of working and like things that, that satisfied them. And there were like so many different tips and tricks around just like communication and like books that you can read and making sure that like, I don't know if, if anybody that's listening to this uses like Slack, but like Slack is like mm, the worst yeah. thing I think that yeah. has ever happened to anybody's like day or job, because I think while it is a really great like collaboration tool, it creates this like expectation that you have to be on all the time. And so even mm-hmm. small things like etiquette of like, don't send that person a message at like 9 PM at night, just because like you're online working, like send it the next day. Like there's a lot of like small things there. And so I think like creating, creating that focus and that structure for others is, is yeah. Well, and also you said, you know, don't send that message to that person just because you're online working. If you're that person that doesn't want to get those messages as well, I like personally, I have a lot of clients and they have my number and they have access to me all the time. I know I need to shut that off, right? And I can't control what they're doing. So I have to put my phone or my computer into do not disturb. And I am responsible for not going and reading that because I'm responsible for my own actions. And just because they sent me a message doesn't mean I have to read it at nine o'clock. There's no need to read an email that you got at nine o'clock at night just because someone sent it, you know, but don't send emails at nine o'clock at night, especially when you're in that kind of job like mine. I'm okay with it just because of the, like the kind of work that I'm doing, but at the same time, I'm not going to check it. So (laughs) that's, you know. And I think that was like the big thing is that like, work-life balance and like the time that you're working it might look different for everybody and so there are people where like they, they work differently right like there's somebody that I know that like they have a busy day and they're taking care of their kids and so they're not able to be there like in the middle of the day or they need to step out at different points and they're online like later at night and so that's when they get their work done and that's totally fine like they can like get their work done but having the expectation of like other people to also be on that same schedule is like where like we need to like make sure that we're adjusting right for ourselves and then you're absolutely right like if you are it's on you to like check that email at that point in time and like you can not do that or not respond to it and and just empowering yourself to set those boundaries that's I feel like that's like the biggest thing. (laughs) I I think it's empowering yourself to set those boundaries because it's you, it's you who gets to set these boundaries. Like whenever you were in this like level of burnout that you're in, did any, well, maybe your husband, but did anyone else say, Hey, I can tell that you're really burnt out right now. You need to take a break. Did anyone say that to you? Or is it something you had to realize? Um, no, actually, no, nobody said that to me. Like nobody is going to tell you like, first of all, nobody's like feeling like what you feel. And I don't think that that was like showing in my work, right? Like actually like the people around me, like didn't really have any idea. It was just like going on like in, in my head and like for myself. And I think, I think maybe like the one way that like maybe it tends to come out at least for me and and hopefully others can relate is like (laughs) when I just have like too much on my plate, like I, you start to hear like little like frustrations in my tone come out. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Like not just you, it's me too, but yeah. (laughs) And like the people around you, if you're like really annoyed and, or like you just have too much on your plate and like your brain just gets like overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And so I think maybe that was like the way that if, if anything, it was probably coming out as like my patience level was not the same. And like people could feel that even if like my, my performance was the same and was like, fine. It's like, the way that you do it matters and like the, the way people are feeling around you matters. And even for like my husband, like, you know, he sees me stressed, like he cares, like he wants to make sure that I'm good and like that affects him. And so making sure that I could take a step back and, and be present like for myself and, and for him and 
for other people around me. It's really interesting that you, you know, it's not necessarily your work that was suffering. It was, it was the people around you and yourself that were suffering. It's, you know, they were feeling your stress and my kids, anytime I'm like a little bit stressed out, they get the first snap. And I, that's when I know when I'm like yelling at them for silly things that I probably shouldn't be yelling at them for. I mean, there are things that I should yell at them for, <laughs> but there are some things that I don't need to yell at them for. And that's when I know, oh, I'm stressed. I need to take a break. Okay. And that, that's like my first time, like, okay. And I pump the brakes a little bit. I need you know, we need to go do something fun. And, and this is not their fault. This is not their fault that I'm overloaded with work or I let myself take on too many things. Um, You said that there's some seasons where, or not, not necessarily seasons, but days where you're like, I have to respond to this right now. I really do. This is a big project that's going on X, Y, Z. We're always going to go into busier seasons or busier days or busier. It's just going to happen. And then maybe your personal life does kind of take a backseat for a minute. Have you heard the the glass balls and the plastic balls analogy? No, what's that? Oh, it's a good one. Um, it. So it's one you can let shatter and one you can. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. So we have, we all have glass balls and plastic balls. And sometimes our personal life is plastic and sometimes our personal life is glass. Um, and sometimes our work, our work tasks are glass and sometimes they're plastic and we're always juggling it. So you have to know which ones are glass in that moment and which ones are plastic. Cause you can let the plastic ones drop, you know, like some days, sometimes my, my kids are this out again, sounds terrible. I think it's not terrible. It's fine. Sometimes my kids are going to be plastic balls. Sometimes they don't need around the clock attention from me. And then sometimes it's, I can tell that they really, really, really need me to take a break from work and pay attention to them. I know when Jackson's like, can you come watch this movie with us? I'm like, he really needs that. Like he's been getting that lately. He's been like, come watch this with us. Can you sit with us? And I'm like, yes, (laughs) I actually, I cannot, but you know what? I see that you are a glass ball right now (laughs) that I, I need to go sit with you. And so I watched, sat down and watched home alone with them instead of getting editing done whenever I was like, I really need to do this, but you know what? They can wait a couple extra days for that, for those images. He needs me to come sit with him and watch TV. So, yeah. Do you have any other advice that you want to share for people who might, you know, be feeling that burnout or that like imbalance in their work in their life? Just like be kind to yourself, like take the pressure off. <laughs> like it, it's fine, right? Like there, you're going to go through moments like that where everything just feels like it's, it's kind of like the walls are closing in and like when it gets to that point like that's like the the point to like pull the ripcord right another analogy I really like it's like you have to put the oxygen mask on yourself before you can put the oxygen mask on like others around you and like you make sure that they're good like if you're not good then everything else will suffer and so like keeping that like some people like think of it and I know I struggle with this like I was like, oh, I'm being selfish. Like, I can't have self-care right now. Like, I have other responsibilities. Like, I can't let that drop. Like, I, I'm being selfish if I take care of myself. Like, that is not true. Like, I've, like, learned over time. Like, if you are not taking care of yourself, like, you're actually, like, you're letting yourself down and, like, you're you're letting others down through that. And maybe that's not, like, the most positive, like, way to say that. But it's not being selfish. Like, sometimes you need to be selfish to take care of other people, I guess is what I'm trying to say you can't pour from an empty cup kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's so many analogies around this <laughs> so many analogies around it, but like be kind to yourself and just like, you know, give yourself a pass. Like when you, when you need those moments to, to take a break and, and turn something off. And I think yours was like a really good one too. And like recognizing that like your son needed you in that moment and like you, it was okay to like let everything else wait. And also just that there's like light at the end of the tunnel. Like sometimes when you're in it, like it feels like it's never going to stop or it's never going to get better. Or there's always going to be things like you will get past it. It will change like busy seasons end. 
Like there <laughs> will be like that time. And maybe also giving yourself something to like look forward to. Like somebody that um, I know, like they used to say that like no matter what, like they would do like a, a three day weekend, like every quarter. And they would try to like do a day trip somewhere and just like go and take a drive and like stay somewhere different and like just get like a change of scenery. Sometimes that really helps too, just like being able to, to change your surroundings and, and open up your mind and like see different things because you get that like stimulation that you're not going to get like in your routine every day and go outside, going outside and like staying outside like really helps. <laughs> yeah, going for a walk outside is honestly, it's like one of the best things I, anytime I'm, and I try not to be on my phone when I do it too. Cause sometimes I'll be like I'm on it. Like I'm <laughs> trying to get some work <laughs> done. Like while I'm getting my steps in. Listen to a podcast. Like if you're a person yeah. that like has your phone, like that's like a good hack to like, not look at it, but like feel like you're mentally stimulated, like while you do it and like take a break and you're, you're still deep. Yeah. Because it, music, I like music, but it doesn't keep me occupied enough during a walk. And then I'm like, but like a podcast I have to like pay attention and listen like pull my phone up looking at it again but a podcast would kind of like keep my mind occupied enough because um music can be kind of mindless and in a good way so sometimes it's good but not not when I'm walking because I get too bored well Allie thank you so much for for being here with me and sharing your knowledge on this and I I have witnessed you know you go through those that time of stress and the balance and I can tell the difference that your life is now then you do seem a lot more just at peace with things and it's really beautiful to watch so yeah. thank you absolutely thank you thank you for having me on super fun